This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Wednesday, December 3rd, 2008. I'm Caleb Brown. Barack Obama's national security team is at long last assembled, but has he assembled a team that will oppose policies that Obama himself campaigned on? Christopher Preble, Director of Foreign Policy Studies at the Cato Institute, comments. After a few weeks of speculation, Barack Obama uh, announced that Hillary Clinton would be a Secretary of State, that uh, Robert Gates is going to stay on as Secretary of Defense. Uh, he announced that uh, General James Jones, a retired Marine Corps Commandant, uh, is going to be the National Security Advisor. Um, longtime uh, Foreign Policy Advisor, pretty much the Senior Foreign Policy Advisor on the Obama campaign, Susan Rice, is going to be the uh, U.S. Ambassador to the United Nations. So those are the four kind of core uh, foreign policy, national security jobs. And then the two additional jobs were announced at the same time, which are certainly related to counterterrorism efforts, is um, uh, Arizona Governor Janet Napolitano, who's going to be the director, the uh, secretary of Department of Homeland Security, and uh, Eric Holder, who will be the attorney general. So that's the team. Some people seem to be surprised by Gates, and I think that was more uh, Barack Obama's supporters uh, on the left who were bothered by it. But mm-hmm. uh, Gates has a few things to recommend him. He was uh, an advocate for engagement uh, with Iran. Mm-hmm. And uh, where else does he stand? Iraq is, of course, the key issue. Whatever was said prior to Gates accepting the job uh, uh assuaged any concerns he might have had about staying on. Uh, it was interesting. I, uh, he had been asked this question back in April or May, if I recall, and he was very skeptical that he would even be offered the job and, and let alone that he would stay on. And so obviously, whatever assurances uh, the president-elect gave to him were sufficient to uh, convince him to stay, and he made it a, you know, an issue of kind of his duty. And, you know, the, the continuity issue in terms of the Pentagon is not nearly as, as much of a concern as in the other Agencies, of course, because the military leaders don't turn over. The ch- chairman of the Joint Chiefs is still Mike Mullen. He and President-elect Obama met recently for the first time in person, but apparently had a very productive meeting. Uh, General Petraeus has CENTCOM is you know arguably the most important military person today, given the scope of his responsibilities in Iraq and Afghanistan. Uh, the other uh, military chiefs stay on, uh, obviously, and and of course all the folks fighting in, in, in the field. So in terms of continuity, that has never been a huge problem. Uh, I think you could make an argument on, on Gates' behalf uh, because he is so well-respected on both sides of the aisle. Um, it was not just that he was a real breath of fresh air relative to uh, Secretary Rumsfeld, but that he, uh, he, he really went out of his way to, um, to uh, address the concerns of many members of Congress and I think really built a lot of credibility up there on the Hill and, uh, you know, uh, kind of minimize the the possibility of any kind of a fight. So uh, we, we do expect it to be a somewhat temporary appointment uh, in the sense that you may stay on for a year or so, uh, but that's uh, that's probably enough continuity whereas, uh, where Barack Obama can focus perhaps on other things while um, Gates moves forward with the plan to draw down the U.S. troop presence in Iraq. With the biggest focuses for uh, foreign engagement of uh, with the United States being Iraq, Iran, Afghanistan, uh, Pakistan to some right. extent, India, yes. and uh, Russia. I think there were probably some high hopes for Condoleezza Rice as Secretary of State for uh, our dealings with Russia, which uh, 
did not uh, have not gone as well in the last uh, two years as we might have hoped. What does uh, Hillary Clinton bring to the table in terms of lowering the temperature globally? Well, I think that um, I, I'm not expecting a real change, frankly, in terms of, uh, you know, there was going to be a change inevitably when the, when the Bush administration stepped down and, and Secretary Condoleezza Rice stepped, uh, left office. You know, and so there's going to be some honeymoon period and good good feeling. But if you look at Hillary Clinton's record, in, you know, going back to her, uh, you know, her advocacy within the, the with her president's administration for the war in Kosovo, which is obviously very unpopular with the Russians, um, she has a, a pattern of uh, you know a willingness to to um, oppose and and go against the what the what Russian policy preferences are, and and so I think that would continue. Uh, I think that the relations with the U.S. and Iran are a very hot topic. This was, of course, an area of some disagreement between President-elect Obama and Hillary Clinton. Uh, presumably, it will be resolved in his favor. Uh, uh, and and then the war in Afghanistan, which, uh, which President-elect Obama has said he would send additional troops there. And uh, you know, now the question is being raised, what exactly are those additional troops going to do? And I think that's the right question to ask. Uh, how likely is it that they will be able to achieve the same kinds of success that were achieved in Iraq? Uh, again, not primarily a function of more troops, but it's a change in the rules of engagement and uh, changes in the political process inside of Iraq that facilitated that. Those same conditions just don't exist in Afghanistan right now. For Janet Napolitano... Governor of Arizona, a, a vocal opponent of the Real ID Act, mm -hmm. and uh, someone who essentially will be charged with uh, dealing with, in many ways, the U.S. border. Right. Why her? Well, I suspect the the number one issue is because of administrative experience as a as a head of a state, uh, and this is a you know the DHS is such an unwieldy um, administrative. Uh, uh, under task to kind of try to bring some order to this still young and uh, developing <laughs> department that uh, presumably she will bring some administrative ex kind of executive experience and as a leader. And she obviously has dealt with some of these issues um, as the governor. And I think it was a message to other uh, state governors, including those who are not on the border, that a lot of the kind of homeland security issues that really are federal issues and that really should, some of them should be pushed down to the states. And so I think perhaps a signal to the governors that, uh, that Barack Obama recognizes their important role in uh, counterterrorism efforts and not trying to impose perhaps uh, all the solutions from Washington on, on down. What about the, the uh, rumblings about domestic use of the U.S. military uh, in assisting uh, state and local governments in dealing with uh, nuclear attacks and things like that? It seems like as a governor, it's not clear how uh, a governor might feel about something like that. Well, traditionally, of course, governors have been very, very leery about uh, a greater federal control, a federal role for, law, for domestic law enforcement, and I think with good reason. I think most Americans have... Uh, a great uh, anxiety about that. Uh, this issue, of course, is not a new one. It has been rumbling around for some time. It appears that it it appeared uh, over the last few days purely by by coincidence uh, to the announcement of, of uh, 
Janet Napolitano and the other members of the national security team, the, the truth is this plan has been in place for some time. So um, I'm glad to see it getting the attention that it deserves because it's a very important kind of departure from our traditions where we have looked very, um, very skeptically uh, for a large uh, domestic role for the U.S. military. Christopher Preble is Director of Foreign Policy Studies at the Cato Institute. You can read his recent analysis, Learning the Right Lessons from Iraq, at our website, cato.org.